2: And me, Steve Meyer.
1: In this episode, we caught up with Olympic long jump champion Greg Rutherford, who uh, explained to us how just because you're fit enough to be an Olympic champ doesn't necessarily mean you're fit enough to be a dad. Um, He will explain all in a moment. We were talking uh, to Greg after he teamed up with Lego City, uh, to as part of the hero, LEGO Hero City campaign in a bid to encourage children to nurture their hero gene. Uh, enjoy. Hi, Greg. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. Very nice to have Great. you with us on First Time
0: Dads. A pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.
2: Uh, and a fellow dad as well. Greg, tell us um, uh, your kids, how old they are.
0: Uh, yes, so I have my oldest Milo, who is almost exactly four and a half, and my youngest Rex. Uh, what if I do the math? Is about twenty-one months now. I think twenty-twenty-one months. Mm. Um, so yeah, so in in the throes of of the the fun stage, especially with with Rex. I mean, my, Milo's amazing. He's sort of a feels like a big boy now, which is kind yeah. of odd. Yeah, um, yeah. that goes very quickly.
1: Is he at school now, Milo? Is he of that, that, that sort of age that's
0: yet? Five. No, yeah. he, he goes. He goes in uh, September. Oh, of so course, yeah, right. An October, baby. How do they uh, get on with
2: each other? I've got, I've got two, um, Jackson, who's three, and Iris, who's who's one, um, and it's interesting to watch the dynamic of, of uh, <laughs> interaction, shall we say?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Milo definitely tries to be the older brother. That's for sure. Um the, the, the issue we slightly have now, I think, is because Rex is, again, developing his own personality and um, is quite into everything. Um, he will want anything that Milo has. But then equally, Milo will then want anything that Rex has got purely because Rex has then got it. So it's, it's one of those things of trying to explain to a four and a half year old that. The, the baby pretty much will, will be interested for about three seconds and we'll put it back down. So please don't fight over it. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. but they, they get on really well. I mean, it, it is lovely. I mean, there's little things. I mean, when we're in the car together um, their car seats are obviously split by the the middle seat, but what they often do, they hold hands, which is like, oh. every time I see it, I just like, I just <laughs> melt. um, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm quite an emotional person anyway. Um, but like seeing the kids in those sorts of situations, it, it's really, really lovely. Is, I, I absolutely love it. It is
1: funny how the, that, that to me is the fundamental difference between being a parent and not being a parent is that you just become a really soppy sod, don't you? I mean, there's no there's no kind of, the, the amount of things that my son does, which I'd sort of, I guess I'd take for granted a little bit, but you do, it does then become, you do regularly have your heart melt, as you were saying. It's uh, absolutely. There's all sorts of things and it's all really trivial. Um, one thing I, I need to actually say, because I'm sitting here with two men who have, have two young children as someone who is about to have baby number two
2: yeah um, congratulations rich Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. do you
1: know if people keep people keep saying congratulations to me and it f- sounds entirely inappropriate like i feel like i'm about to go <laughs> to war so i feel like i'm literally about to be deployed to go into a war zone and i'm getting on the plane and everyone's saying congratulations mate so no that doesn't feel like the right emotion doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel like the right words um <laughs> I don't... it is
0: a funny thing though isn't it with, with, with that sort of whenever you're you are adding children to the to the horde if you like it's mm. Uh, people do want to congratulate you then you very quickly find that it's it's quite difficult and then you get that sleep deprivation again because obviously by the time you're having a second one generally you're now into a routine where you're sleeping exactly it's back to normality exactly whereas very quickly you remember how difficult it is having a baby but then on top of that you've then got the old dips running around as well and wanting entertainment so um yeah i mean i remember when, when rex came along it was a massive, massive shock to the system. And I, and I was in a situation where I was injured. Um, so I wasn't competing as much. So I couldn't train as much. So then I was around a lot more. And I suddenly realized how much of the strain that Susie took um, with Milo, because all of a sudden I went from being away a lot, traveling all the time, et cetera, to mm. sort of being there for every single thing. And it's, it's hard, but I mean, it's yeah. incredible, but I mean, it's, it's, it's hard.
2: That's the thing that no one really talks about is, just how tough being a parent is in terms of the physical demands <laughs> yeah. and the the, yeah. the lack of time to yourself you have and you're right what you say it's it is incredibly rewarding it's amazing and, and you know melts your heart every day and your you, or your heart can burst etc etc but it is it can feel like a little bit of a slog some nights yeah the, the yeah, physicality
1: definitely. thing is interesting actually Greg because as a as an international athlete Am I right in saying, by the way, that you were at one point you were the European, Commonwealth, World, and Olympic champion all at one point? You were, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just chuck it feels that
0: like in. a lifetime ago. I look, I look at my stomach now and realise I'm very far from that athlete that I once was. Um, but it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was good while it lasted. My career, it was. Well, I, had a, I had a good time.
1: Well, I'm just wondering whether that, given that you were, you know, like a, a genuinely elite, world class athlete. Did you, are there elements of parenting, for instance, and being a dad? Because Steve's talking rightly so about the physical strain that it puts on. I mean, I'm constantly doing my back or like pulling something (laughs) in my neck or whatever, you know, because I am horribly out of shape. Is it a bit different when you're, you know, an Olympic level athlete? Uh, No.
0: And Do you know what? Actually, I think on one level, it's possibly worse purely because. I doubt
1: that very much. Go on, please do explain.
0: the the weird thing is like you you train for a specific set of movements as I always did. I mean, fundamentally I ran in a straight line and jumped into a sandpit. I mean, it was a ridiculous existence. I mean, it was a great (laughs) existence, but I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, but I was fit and, and, and able in, in that capacity. But then if you get me to stand up for probably an hour, if I'm literally just standing up, Mm. my back starts to give way, my, my feet start to hurt, my legs are aching. So then if I'm carrying a child on top of that, it's, it's it's genuinely difficult, and and it's these silly little things. And actually, since retirement, I've got better at that that side of things purely because you you sort of I guess if you like invert comes become a bit more normal, mm. um, and you're not training every day for that specific set of movements so actually as a, as a sort of in the, the sort of early stages of being a dad I found it really really difficult and a massive shock because the other thing is as a sports person you're you're a massively selfish individual yeah you, you have to be not in a sort of being horrible to other people but selfish in the way of everything about what you do you have to consider the sport that you're in especially if you still yeah. want to be world class um and then you stop all of that and then you have to completely go the other way. But during it still, you have to think, okay, yes, I am meant to be off my feet, but my little one wants to run around in the garden, whatever. I okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just go and do that for a bit. But equally, and it, it's funny, it comes from all different angles when, when you're sort of a sports person and then become a dad. It's the best way in the world of switching off. And yeah. I, I think from my point of view, performance started to go up because all of a sudden I wasn't just stressing about a training session that went bad or a competition that didn't quite go to plan. All of a sudden, I'm thinking. I go home. All I do is play with my 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 son, as it was at that point, um, and I just have fun. and And that switching off period, I think, was hugely important for me to go forward and have better performances. That's interesting. Yeah. So you
2: weren't going back over a performance because you 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 haven't got the time, and you've got a very welcome distraction.
0: Completely, and and that was a big thing. You go home, and and a, a, a child doesn't particularly care that you could only take eight jumps in the training session rather than 12 because your hamstring was a bit tight. I mean, they just want to roll around and play with you and and have Mm. fun. Um, And then you start to put things into perspective. And I think that was a, that was a huge thing for me. All of a sudden you start thinking, do you know what? As much as the jumping is my life, it is, it's important for my career as, as it was at that point, but it's not the most important thing in the world to me. Actually, being a dad having fun with with my kids and and trying to give them memories that they, they sort of always have in, in a good light and that's far more important to me that's um, really
1: interesting because we we've had and this is kind of a recurring theme with some of the athletes we've had on the podcast actually because we spoke to freddie flintoff and we spoke to um alex gregory who was a gold medalist um in in rowing for britain uh, at the recent olympics and uh, they've both said very, very similar things to what you're saying here, that that sense of perspective actually helped their performance. Because I think that, the, you know, from a naive perspective, I think most people would look at being a father and think, well, you're exhausted. You're always yeah. exhausted mentally, physically, you're constantly exhausted. And therefore that must have a negative impact on athletic performance if that's what you do for a living. But what you're saying and what those guys have said is quite the contrary, actually, that actually that sense of perspective enables you to perform better.
0: Absolutely. The mental side of sport is is as important as as the physical side of it um and I think if you can put yourself into a a good place and quite a happy place performances really do come from that and and being a dad was something that I had wanted for a very very long time anyway um so I was I was thrilled when when Susie sort of told me that that she was pregnant um and I was very very excited about the prospect of of becoming a dad now obviously again as you all know like you can't be actually prepared for what happens and it is it is very very difficult milo came along in the october so i was still just about the end of my break period after the season so i the first couple of weeks were hard but then i went back into training susie took most of the load um and i just cracked on but again coming home and having this this sort of this little human just there who wants to spend time with you smiles when they when they see you and as they get older there's more interaction etc that for me gave me a good reason to to rush home after training and and do something different. And actually, as Milo got older, especially, it gave me a reason to to make somebody else proud as well, and and mm. and actually achieve things for them. And and that was a, that was a big thing for me. So 2013 was an awful year for me. I got really injured, had all the, all these problems, etc. And I I felt like I had to prove a point. But going to 2014, Susie then falls pregnant, so I spend most of the summer. Um, away but knowing that this child's coming along I was very excited about it. I had a great summer and then into 2015 being the first full year of being a dad I had the greatest season of, of my career yeah, winning Olympic gold medal yes is that is the highlight but actually athletically and physically 2015 was by far the best year of my career
1: and that was and uh, mine I was born in October 14 October 14 I see mm. so yeah you and, and would you you directly equate that then you don't think that's a coincidence you think that the fact that 2015 was your best year was genuinely off the back of you becoming
0: a dad for the first time? Oh, I think it had a, had a huge impact. Absolutely. I mean, because again, all the things that I said that you, you're not stressing about the little things as much. You also have a reason to really push it. I mean, look, I, I was incredibly lucky. My, my coach, a guy called Dan Path, is one of the greatest sort of physical coaches in the world. I mean, not just for athletics. I mean, he's a guru within athletics, but um, outside of that, he's worked with people from every sport going at the very highest level, multiple Olympic champions, world record holders, et cetera, um, top tennis players, golfers, all these different people. Um, so I was lucky to have him, of course, and he was fundamental in my success. But actually, mentally, from my point of view, um, having Milo on the scene was massive. And mm. and it genuinely, I think it was, a, it was a huge reason to why 2015 went as well as it did.
2: Did you... Um have expectations of what it was going to be like to be a dad and have anything
0: surprised you about it um it, it, uh, do you know what? I, I i don't know what expectations i had of being a dad actually i mean I, look all of the all of the things that we talk about like not having any sleep and and sort of dealing with dirty nappies all the time and that sort of stuff that that i sort of i guess would happen but mm. you're still not prepared for it um I think the, probably the overriding thing for me is is something we, we touched on before is actually how emotional mm. I became when mm. I became a dad, and actually how how much I started noticing more things. I mean, if an advert comes on and it shows a poorly child or something like that, now I genuinely have an emotional response to it. <laughs> and if I read an article which involves children that have either been unwell or something's happened, like, I really seem to to struggle with that now. And and that's I think that 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 sort of overpowering sense of love that you have when you have your children um you can all of a sudden relate to a certain degree obviously i'm very lucky i, I don't know what it's like to go through having a, a, a sick child and heaven forbid that ever happens but that that sense of of sort of worry and, and fear for others that you, that you suddenly have just from having a child it, it's it's amazing it sort of changed me overnight genuinely all of a sudden i became an emotional wreck with everything what
1: what about from the negative emotional side because i think it's the th- something that steve and i have talked about on previous podcasts the thing that surprised me I think I, w- I knew there was going to be these, th- this kind of magical positivity that would swarm all over you at, at, at points. But what kind of took me by surprise how is, stressful it is. is how stressful and also how frustrated and angry I'd get. And I remember when Ben, <coughs> my, my, my boy um, who's just turned two, he's, that's Ben, he, when he was really still quite little, I was getting really angry with him. Like and you know it, this is this is when he was still an infant. You know he he doesn't know yeah. what he's doing, and I would be feeling furious. And then you and then you get into that kind of spiral of why the hell am I angry at my son? Am I yeah, a terrible absolutely. father? What's that about? So. um... Have you had much experience of that as well? Have you found Absolutely. that the negative emotion of it is quite um, alarming sometimes?
0: No, hugely. I, I distinctly remember, so we, we were in um, uh, Laguna last year, so it was like my final training camp, big training camp going into the summer. I sort of knew my career was over, but I sort of did everything I possibly could to see if I could salvage a season. Um, and Susie met up with a friend, um, who she has in California as well and went out for, for the evening. And, and now I I love spending time with kids on my own. I'm I'm not sort of one of those, oh, it's just daddy daycare, whatever else. I think I'm a dad. So I mean, if if I'm I'm just being a dad, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Susie went out and, and she was out relatively late, which is great. She's having a good time, but Rex, the youngest at the time. And I mean, at, at that point, Rex was what, 10 months or so he lost the plot. And I mean, like when I say loss of plot, I mean, we're screaming and screaming and <laughs> screaming and nothing I could do could make him happy or or, or calm him down. And I, and Susie doesn't go out very often. The poor, poor thing. Like, I'm desperately always trying to like, just go out and see people go and do things. But she's always worried about leaving the children. So I didn't want to ring her to say, could you come home? Because he's literally now been screaming for three or four hours. And I'm thinking, like he'll go to sleep at some point i mean he he looks knackered but he's just screaming but then on top of it you're getting this level of frustration thinking like why why are you still screaming i'm doing everything possible (laughs) except for breastfeed you and that was obviously what he wanted at that at that point for for reassurance um and and you do you start getting really frustrated and sort of inwardly angry and you're sort of rocking a child going just please stop stop doing what you're doing it's it's getting it's getting; it gets really, really stressful and 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 quite horrible. Um, and I think that that's that set, that sense as well because most children seem to often rely on I guess, especially if they're breastfed. I think of of that comfort when they want to go to sleep, of boob in mouth, they go to sleep, etc., cetera, et cetera. When they don't have that, it really is this sort of panic from their point of view, and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can you, nothing you can do for it. And it, that sort of that you then question yourself quite a lot. And and I'll be honest, I got really upset by the end of it because. I'm desperately trying to do my best for him. I mean he's absolutely fine obviously. I mean he's just he's just been away from Susie for a couple of hours. Um but you do I got emotional. I got I got quite upset by it and and as well you get inwardly very very angry. Um and I think that's at times it's difficult for dads because you you just can't you can't find the reason or the one thing to stop them crying and then mum comes back and they're absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean I yeah.
2: I had exactly the same Uh, Experience when Jackson was a little boy, that what would happen is he'd need to be comforted back to sleep by his mum. Yeah, and we soon realised that this wasn't going to work long term because all it would mean is my wife Zoe would be doing it all the time, and I I wasn't really confronting the fact that I couldn't do it. So she one night she went out to the cinema and just left me with with him, and I had exactly the same experience you, you described, where he wouldn't settle, wouldn't be comforted, would cry, and it was. It was a long night. It was. Yeah. A, a, my, 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 eventually he settled. My wife came back and she said, you know, she looked at me and she could tell what I'd been through. I'd put myself through that. <laughs> but it, strangely, having gone through it, it then makes me more confident, confident as a dad. And I'm more, you know, I'll face it again, you know, you do it again. It's, it's like confronting, not your fears, but confronting a difficult challenge, coming through it and then go, right, I've done that. I can do that again. It it's, it's me, gave me confidence as a dad. See, I think
1: that's true to an extent, but then maybe this just says more about me than anything else. But I would get regularly frustrated in those early days when mum was able to, at the, at the click of her fingers, you know, she can fix it. And you, as the dad, just standing, and you're there trying for hours on occasion, trying to trying to settle the kid, trying desperately to do anything you can to make your kid calm down. And all it takes is mum to virtually it's, appear in the room.
2: It's time, though, isn't it? It's time with your kids. I'm, I'm so uh, I so strongly believe that that if you were the doing spending the amount of time that your wife spends with the kids, mm. in most cases, you would have that relationship. And your mu- and the wife was diff- would find it difficult. I mean, I've just come back to work after three months shared parental leave where I was, you know, primary carer for, for both kids. And my relationship with my daughter, Iris, is now that I can comfort her when she cries in the night. Not yeah. better than my wife can, but certainly it seems easier for me because I've been doing it in more recent memory. Uh, and it's my wife that's like in the middle of the night going. She won't settle. She won't settle. And I go, give it to me. You know, I'll do it. And, and yeah. it, I think it's time.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one as well, isn't it? I mean, like, even with with both the boys as a bait if if they woke up crying in the night, generally I was sort of chief rocker to get them back mm. to sleep. Um, <laughs> if if they were sort of full, they they didn't want any more boo. But it, it's it's definitely difficult when they are young and they are reliant on again i sort of say because susie's breastfed both the children and rex is still being breastfed actually at, at 21 months that's gonna she's gonna aim to sort of try and uh stop that soon which will be interesting um but it, it, it is difficult in in that sense as well when they they, they don't just see mum as just a comfort but actually see them as sort of a a source of of nutrient nourishment, etc as well <laughs> yeah completely yeah. and i think that's then when it can become even more difficult as well and i think probably for, for dads that don't get involved at all and and I never really understand that, but dads that, that aren't interested in sort of changing nappies or feeding or whatever else of the not that probably develops a large gap between mm. the, the, the child's development and, and actually that relationship with, with the dad as well. Um, but I say with, with, with breastfeeding, it, I think as as the dad it, you really do feel quite useless at times. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. and it's the it's the most brilliant thing in the world if you can do it. Of course, I mean not not every mum can do it, but if you can it's 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 a wonderful wonderful thing to do. But for the dads at times you can really be like, god, oh, literally there's nothing I can do that this child is going to enjoy or want. Um and you can feel a, a little bit useless, which obviously fundamentally you're not because there's so many other things you can do, but at times definitely, especially when it's it is hard, you're very tired quite emotional it, it can be it can be a difficult time it does so, turn
1: definitely. around quickly enough as well I mean I'm, I'm you know I'm talking about all the, the the memories I have from the early days and actually now I look at it I mean on the, this morning Ben didn't want anything to do with his mum he just wanted yeah. daddy so it does um yeah like you said it does turn around pretty quickly and breastfeeding is an enormous part of that I think the moment from Absolutely. the moment that my, I think Ben was breastfed until he was about 15 months old something like that and um the point at which uh, it wasn't actually a choice. Lindsay being pregnant, her body just sort of decided, nope, there's no, no more milk Let for this go, child. Yeah. And I actually I very vividly remember um, she was put, giving him a breastfeed before he went to bed as she would do normally. And suddenly she's in tears and he's in tears. And I walk into the room thinking, what the hell has just happened here? And I could tell from the look on her face, she could just feel that suddenly there was no more milk. Oh, and no. um, and she's in bits. He's in bits. So, so I kind of just swept him up, took him out of the room. Right, I'll come back and deal with you in a minute. Yeah. Put him to bed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, from that point on, actually, he's been far more uh, forthcoming of time with dad Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. And I think yeah, it's that
2: what you said about the that there's a gap that if if you're not present as a dad, I mean, we've had a a child psychologist on uh, talking about how dads don't get the reward when the baby's really small, but if you spend time with them, you get the reward when they're you know three, four, yeah, down the line. And, yeah. and you, you don't realise you've missed it until it's too late to, to, to yeah, take complete. the time back. I think
0: yeah, um, yeah that makes complete sense. I mean, what what's really interesting in the household and it drives Susie mad at times, um, is, is that sort of, I'm also king of rough and tumble and, and it's like, for me, I love playing with the kids all the time. Like We have such a good laugh and everything else. Is. So for, for Susie, at times, it becomes a bit much because then I generally get them quite hyped up as well before bed, without meaning to, of course. I just, just quite enjoy playing with them. But seeing as they've grown, and now what's really interesting with Rex is he watches what Milo does and, and copies pretty much everything. But I have this amazing relationship where I can roll around on the floor playing, being silly, whatever else. But equally on top of that, there's now this development where, we all just hug on the sofa as well and mm. it's one of the nicest things you can put something on. And and that that's grown, I think, since as they've got older. And as I say with the younger one, it's it's easier, I think, because they just mimic so much of what the older one is doing. Um and that has come from spending time. And obviously, from my point of view now, I'm around an awful lot more than I, than I was yeah. before um, because I'm not having to travel for for competitions. Now, we're also lucky because of what Susie does, she was able to to travel. So she would come for, for camps and things. But I think 2016, I spent something like six months of the year in America training. Of that, probably 10 weeks, Susie and Milo were there. So there was huge gaps where I wasn't around oh, yeah, for Milo. That's a, that's
1: a big chunk um, of time,
0: yeah. It's massive, yeah, and 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 thankfully it, it, it's, it, it didn't seem to affect anything. He was, I guess, maybe just about young enough um, that it, it didn't impact to the point where he didn't want to have a relationship or anything like that. So it's fantastic now, but watching that build is hugely important to me, hugely important to them, and, and purely can happen because I am around now. And that's it's, it's the greatest thing. Being a dad, for me, is far better than, than winning medals and doing that sort of stuff. I get so much more reward from it. And I, I love the fact now that I am retired and I can do that. It's brilliant. <laughs>
2: great, Early great.
0: Just uh, 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 if you
2: don't mind talking about this, I am just thinking about our listeners. There might be some some dads that be interested in in the, the you mentioned about the breastfeeding. Uh, you know, continuing mm. into twenty months. How how are you guys going to approach coming off that breastfeeding? Because you know, it's, as Rich said, it's it's it can be trauma for both both sides, mum and and child. Have you guys talked about why you are going to do it and, and, and how you might approach it?
0: Yeah. So, so from Susie's point of view, she, she's keen. Um, Cause just, I just, I, I mean, he's going to get to two. The idea is he'll go to two because Milo was a little bit older when he came off. Mm-hmm. Um, but Susie's decided she wants to get to, two. I mean, it's very difficult because I think, Susie quite quite enjoys it um it's quite a nice thing and, and I think yeah, for mum and baby yeah, yeah it's, it's a really lovely close bond that that they have and it's a big thing and, and similar to what you were saying before when when Susie stopped breastfeeding she was with Milo so initially she she was a bit emotional and, and it was sort of that realization that she's not doing it anymore equally she was also pregnant so then she had the shortest <laughs> amount of time off and then along came Rex um but what what we've sort of we've sort of said is that Susie's going to attempt going away for a couple of days now she'll be close by in case it goes into complete meltdown um but it's something that i'm gonna have to be really prepared for um but cold turkey yeah it's gonna be going cold turkey (laughs) we're we're gonna yeah we're gonna we're gonna try it anyway and and it's gonna be something that I mean, he feeds a lot less now than he used to anyway. I and mean, that happens as they get older, et cetera. He eats a lot more now. And I mean, he's, he's quite a good eater. So we're quite lucky. So I think a lot of it is comfort for sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to attempt is, is me just really just being with him to try and get him down to sleep, et cetera. Um, and and really hope for the best but i mean from from my point of view when when doing it it's not going to be a case of if he doesn't sleep or cries so much and i'm tired i'm going to just bring Susie back i'm going to try and, and push on as much as i possibly can because i know for Susie as well it'd be it'd be quite useful and and then there's the discussion of more children etc so um i think cold turkey is going to be the approach initially yeah. and then we'll see how that goes but as i say in the meantime it's lessening the amount he feeds anyway. So, I mean, it's, it's nothing like obviously when he's a baby all the time, um, he's pretty much fed once or twice a day now. Um, so I'm hoping it won't be too difficult. Hoping,
1: Greg. I'm uh, just jumping around subject matters here as stuff pops into my head. But you mentioned before you, um, it, in in a bit of excessive modesty, you described what you did as running and jumping into a sandpit, which I think was probably un, you know under under selling it ever so slightly. You could jump eight and a half meters. That's pretty pretty damn impressive. Um, well, right. but but I'm wondering. You obviously with two toddlers, you must spend a lot of time in sandpits. Is there is there any kind of <laughs> Is there any sort of weird, I don't know, kind of weird flashbacks you get occasionally while sitting in a sandpit with your boys?
0: Well, the interesting thing is that, that especially Rex, at the moment he loves jumping, like he's constantly and he's never really seen me jump because uh, I basically retired when he was um, a baby, still with mm. with obviously no memory of it. Um, but the thing is, we have we have the, the runway and the sandpit in the back garden, ah, so. Okay. Um, it's always there. If I look out the bedroom window, I can see it. Actually, from where I am right now, I can just about see the track. Um, so there's going to be a level of of sandpit and track involved in their life, as long as we live in this house, to be totally honest. Um, but I've now got plans to... Um, yeah to to change that up a little bit and maybe turn it into a bit of a fort around the pit itself uh so they can have a bit more fun but it 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 is a funny thing the the weirdest thing though is is people's other responses to me being near a sandpit
1: i was gonna say Um, yeah there must be you must get a lot of smart ass comments
0: yeah i mean like you wouldn't believe yeah there's a lot i mean we we don't have to go through them all but there's a lot of comments and you go anywhere and it's obviously a bit of a running joke and you try and stay away from it as much as you possibly can but the, the other thing is what's really interesting is everybody's assumption that the children are now going to be athletes as well this is this is one of the weirdest things i've had to get used to um because I, I i didn't come from a, a sort of a family but my mum and dad weren't um athletes or anything they, they did a bit of sport growing up etc but they had very normal jobs in a working class upbringing so now all of a sudden everybody just assumes that the boys are going to be athletes and in particular long jumpers as well which i mean I, I don't know it's probably people's lack of understanding of, of sort of how you get there and physicality is natural ability etc but mm. everybody will stop and say oh is he going to be a jumper when he's older oh he looks like a jumper <laughs> just think like i mean it's such a niche physical activity anyway i mean like the likelihood of of anybody really becoming it it's 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 very small but let alone my my two children as well um but they expect it it's really weird people sort of expect you to now want them to that's it that's all they can be do, do you ever
1: worry protect. about pressure being put on them because of that is that do you ever that's a feel, huge part of it yeah, yeah i
0: mean yeah the other thing is as well i mean look I, i'm i'm gonna have them in sports camps i'm gonna have i sort of encourage them already to, to kick a football and have fun run around etc from my point of view though knowing what it's like being in a, a world of professional sport how difficult it is etc um if they show sporting ability then of course i'll promote that as much as i possibly can but from my point of view, there is zero pushiness, sort of that that sort of stressed out parents that you often see that, that scream for their children to get on the mm. ball, etc. There's going to be none of that from me. Um, I'll support them if they're good, but equally, I really, really hope they can get a good education and be bright and 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 not take the risks that I took, which was walk away from education quite early mm. in order to sort of fulfill this dream of becoming a sports person. Which I have to be told of course there's a lot of ability etc but i'm still very very lucky a lot of kids that try that it never happens for them mm-hmm. so i'm very fortunate that, that it worked but for me if they're intelligent if they're happy hopefully they want to stay fit and healthy because that is very important to me um but there is no pushy parents situation here where they're going to have to become sports people or athletes
2: uh, and greg you you sort of slightly alluded to it when we were talking about the breastfeeding earlier are you going to go again for number three? Uh, Yeah. I thought Um, he was talking
1: about gold medals for
2: a minute. The 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 big question that everybody with two boys must get asked.
0: Yeah. Are we going to try for a girl? Um, And yeah, are we going again? Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, It's it's a, it's a funny thing for for us, me and Susie, I mean, Susie's one of four, I'm one of three. Okay. Um, We always said when we, when we sort of, we were dating, whatever else, like we, we like the idea of four children plus, um, then you have the first one. And you go, what on earth was I talking yeah, exactly. about? But, do, do you know one of the interesting things actually? I get a lot is is people that haven't had children yet that then go, do you know what I really hope for twins or triplets? And you go, what are you talking about? Why are <laughs> you <laughs> out your that, damn mind? That must be the hardest thing in the world. But like, yeah, no, but you get them done quickly. I think, my god, and, and knowing Even how. No idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but from our point of view, yeah, I, I think three at least, um, okay. and then we'll see. Uh, Susie's. Susie's very keen. Now, she always she always tells me off this because I always go. Susie wants more children, um, but look, I I do. It, it's it's hard with two, of course. But what you have is is you have one parent can take one child exactly. at a time. Split H, exactly, split one each. Man, them. you want to be outnumbered? You have do
2: you? to be zonal. Exactly. You, have to zonal exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go zonal now. Exactly, you are
0: going to have to go zonal, which is going to be really interesting. But we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's one of those things that we've had the discussion. Um, it would be nice. We're quite settled, which is really good. We've been fortunate with Rex. Now, the issue we also had with with Milo is that it was a bit of a horror birth, um, and everything that could go wrong went wrong. Uh, so Susie was really put off initially. And then when we'd finally had the conversation about the potential of more, we didn't realize she was already pregnant. Um, so having rex which was far nicer we had like a really good experience with the birth of rex i think that settled her a lot and and we've had the conversation and yeah, we'll look to having at least one more, I think. Oh, we'll have to
2: get you back on when you've had three and you can tell us what the <laughs> big why on earth didn't you talk me out of it, boys? I'm, yeah, absolutely.
1: I'm not right. even at number two yet. I mean, number two is due at any time now in the next few weeks. Um, but um, I, I've already said to my wife, that that's us, that's us done it, too. Yeah, really? You know, me, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, I said
2: d- you can have three, but it won't be with me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't know if it's just that I'm a grumpy, selfish old sod or what. I don't know. But I've, I've kind of I've always had it in my mind, actually, that two was an I'm one of four. Um, and well, maybe I've got a different kind of mindset yeah, to, th- to you guys from big families as well. I don't know. I've just always thought I want to, I want to be able to focus on those two, and that's yeah. it. I don't. I've um, got
0: well, there, is, me. there is a side of that with me as well. I, I must admit, and, and me and Susie have talked about that as well as the fact that if we add another one into the mix, and you have to be honest and serious about these sort of, I mean, it's a conversation you have to have. I mean, the, the cost that comes with that, yep. the time, etc., and going through all of the baby phase again, which we're just about coming out of with Rex. Um, it's a lot, and 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 that is a genuinely a fear of mine. It, 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 the more children we have, the the more we we have to make sure that we can provide um and and keep them in a in a very sort of stable environment, and mm. and ideally give them the upbringing that we've sort so far been able to give to to Rex and Milo. Um, but it is a concern that that that's it's funny how those conversations evolve. I mean, Milo came along; he was he was a bit of a shock, but we were both completely thrilled. Similar with Rex. And now we're having the conversation saying, actually, if we have more are we going to be able to make sure that we can give them the same upbringing? We think definitely for another one, absolutely we can. Um, and then it'll be interesting to see whether or not <laughs> a fourth is talked yeah, about.
1: You're, you're right about um, the conversations evolving. I can already see the way my wife's playing it because I'm being very categoric and say, right, two, this one will come along, that'll be us. And I can see the way she's talking about it. She's like, yep, yep, yep. And I can see in the back of her mind, give it 18 months, I'll just, we'll get through the bad bit and then I'll be able to raise number three again. <laughs> I can already see that conversation. That's exactly what she's thinking. She won't admit it. But I can see it's what she's thinking.
0: But it's hard, isn't it? Because if if one half of the the relationship is keen for more children, and and the other half isn't, I mean, that must be a really really difficult thing. I mean, I, I think for in in our household, Susie. Probably came round to it a bit quicker than I did, um, but we're we're both okay with it. It's, it's fine, and there's going to be people out there who one half is desperate for it, the other half isn't, and and that must be really really hard to deal with, um, mm. because I, I can imagine that can cause some some problems in the relationship as well. Yeah, I mean, we, w-
2: my wife and I, she's very keen. She would be keen, but we had a discussion, and I said, I don't, I don't think I could do it, and she said, okay, that's you know, that's that's where we are. I mean, just I, I just think you need to. Be the relationships the strongest bit of the family, isn't it? That's to keep the, the keep the keep the kids safe and warm and, and looked after, and, and you need to focus on that. I think as the primary. I plank. think
1: you you both need the power of veto as well. I think that's really really important. That you can't yes. say it, if one person's a hundred percent, if the other one's seventy percent, then you shouldn't do it. Yeah, you've both got yeah. to be a hundred percent or not do it at all. But well, then
2: I've got a boy and a girl, so I feel like we've we ticked those boxes.
1: Yeah, yeah so you. I'm, I'm like you, Greg. I'm going to have two boys. Oh yeah, yeah. We already know this. The number two is is a is another rugrat. Another oh my god, he's going to be just like Ben, and it's going to be <laughs> ah, my my boy is not quite shy and retiring by any stretch of the imagination. Oh great. We oh, had the that- we had the scan the other day. Uh um, we had a thirty four week scan, and the. The uh, the lady who was doing the scan couldn't believe how much this child was moving around. She was laughing about it. She said, this is insane. I've never seen a child wriggle this much in the womb. Oh,
0: wow. I thought,
1: oh, well, that, that bodes well, doesn't it? Isn't yeah. that good? Good,
0: yeah. good luck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they definitely don't slow down when they come out. No, really. that's, um,
1: for, that's for damn sure.
2: Right, Greg, thanks very much. I mean, we've had, had you for quite a... We've uh, taken up more than enough of your time. Yeah, exactly. You need to get oh. out and rake that sandpit.
0: Oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah the other problem is now we rehomed some cats... And I think we all oh, know what dear. happens with sand and cats. Um net a tree yeah I tell you what it's not just taking out the kids toys now it's also taking out little surprises that the cats sleep oh, in as well dear. so that's fun
2: well I'm, I'm, we, let's not keep you from that job any longer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no please can we record another one now please that'd be um, lovely thanks very
2: much for coming on and, and talking to us and, and yeah when you, when number three comes along or number four we'll definitely have to get you back on to uh, oh, give us that unique perspective yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely yeah I'd, I'd love to that'd be great thanks guys I really appreciate you having me take care